I'm not a scientist. I'm not an expert in footballs. I'm not an expert in football measurements. I don't want anyone rubbing them, uh, putting in the air in them, taking the air out. To me, those balls are perfect, and that's what I expect when I show up. I can't show it on the football. It's so goddamn hard about holding on to it. Introducing Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stag Simpson as the fantasy millionaires. It's not a fantasy, it's a reality. The final draft weekend is now in the rearview mirror. The first game of the NFL season this Thursday night looms large. So today we're going to talk final dart throws. And potential waiver wire ads if you already have your squad. We're talking rounds 11 through 14. I'm Mike Cash Collins. That's Scott Stack Simpson. We're the Fantasy Millionaires. Scotty, how many drafts you got left? Just one. Just one on Wednesday night. But it's an important one. And I'll say this. We will not give you any kicker or defense nonsense. You got to go talk to Denny Carter. You want kickers. Uh, and then defense, it's called streaming, right? It, let's say you pick a great defense like the Colts. Well, they're going to have to go against, uh, I don't know, uh, some guy named Pat Mahomes. You know, that, that's going to be terrible. Uh, sorry, I said the Colts. Chargers. Let's say you have the Chargers, D, right? Uh, you got Pat Mahomes twice. You've got Russell Wilson twice. Derek Carr. I mean, you, you're going to have to not play them at times. But other times, they're going to be a great defense. So we're not going to give you any of those defenses this year. We're going to give you all the sleepers to help you win your leagues. Uh, we've got a few of them on our teams, too. So this is the real deal. We're not just blowing smoke up your ass uh we've got these guys we're ready to cash in with them in the long run so uh i'm super excited i, I gotta say though you, you look you look uh different did did you draft this weekend did, did, did you know something oh, yeah. change did you, did you yeah you're glowing uh, uh, i'm not gonna lie three, three drafts this weekend and i still have three drafts left oh man you, you are a power player uh you know mike cash collins got his nickname from winning cash not just from uh you know splashing it around in leagues so you've won almost all these leagues i'm pretty sure before in your in your heyday i have i have a draft tonight i have the fantasy millionaires draft on wednesday and then my second favorite draft is thursday night which is uh uh it's a it's another uh home league i'm in where we we draft during the first game so like we that. start yeah we start before the game and like if you draft you know bills or rams players you gotta <laughs> declare them you know so you you, you pl he plug the commission plugs it in afterwards so like you draft josh allen you declare josh allen but it's really fun because of the side bets we like this league is nuts for side bets like we we side bet players we side bet records thousands of dollars on the side i mean in total the amount of bets for sure there's thousands i would say you know like a lot of times we just throw out little 20 dollar bets you know like you know ceh versus jonathan taylor that'll be a bet like who has a better season somebody will take ceh somebody will take jonathan taylor and then and then it it'll get spicy like you know, they'll start being $50 bets, you know, and the next thing you know, you're just caught up in the whirlwind and, and you get a spreadsheet set. We have a guy who, who logs it all on the spreadsheet and you just realize like, uh, uh, the buy-in for this league is $150 and I bet 
$800 in side bets. <laughs> I, I got to say, as much as I do love hearing about this league, I'm a little jealous and I'm also a little, I don't like the, the, the fact that I'm banned from the league. I am, I am me. Uh, am a, a, a ringer, apparently somebody who's, who's not a fantasy millionaire, but who pretends to be one here on these very airwaves for, for your pleasure. The, the, the reputation has preceded me and you're better than me. Why am I not allowed in the league again? I need to understand the logic of this one. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they're just you know, their association just cause I'm your friend. Is that well, I mean, they they're they're aware of the Fantasy Millionaires podcast, so I think they and plus I've been in this league now for four years. This will be my fifth year. I've gotten second place four years in a row, so they they respect my uh, you know my abilities as a fantasy player. And I think yeah. yeah, I think they think if uh, we bring in you, it's just going to be you know like they they want to win, you know, so. They, 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 it's not it, they're not it's not a league where they're like oh let's let's build the best fantasy players like no like like you like there was a spot this year i proposed you for membership and the response was never <laughs> ah! yeah yeah so yeah I, I i mean which i get it is not it is nice in home leagues to have some fishes i know i know i just here's the thing can I just come and do the side betting at the end? I don't even want to be in the league. I want to be on the side betting action because really the last two or three years, I've had to call in. Like I'm like, a, you're like my broker. And I'm calling. I'm like, yeah, I want um, you know, Derek Henry over a thousand uh, rushing yards. Yeah, yeah, take it, take it, take it. Yeah, I'll take 20 on that. So I, I, just, I don't know if this year I'll talk to him because they, they, they also said they didn't want you side betting. So I'll, God I'll what? what? Yeah. So yeah. my side betting is canceled too. Can well, I'll I'll, I'll, ask year, I'll ask him this year. I'll ask him this year if you can come for side bets. I so. can't believe that not only have I been banned from fa playing fantasy in this league, my side betting hustle, which was netting me a hundred bucks each each year, I, I liked it. it was free money. It's now kaputs. You know, I gotta. It's like I'm in the mafia. I gotta get a new racket. You know. Like, well, nice I I think swing. I think they they also just didn't like that they had to like keep track of your bets. And they're like, who is this person? They're like, well, right. why is he on the well, list? That's the guy that you banned from the league. That's the guy. It's now I, I'm the lore of who I am. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come and wear my '69 shirt. I'm gonna wear my sunglasses the whole time. I'm gonna pound beers, and I'm just gonna just you know be Scott Simpson to the hilt. Uh, they'll, they'll love me, you know. They'll they'll, they'll want me back because it is I, fun. Uh, yeah, I'm a good guy. I'm a fun lay, you know. I'm not gonna lie. Um, that's my wife. She's the only one who knows. Um, but it's true. But uh, we 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 had our own fantasy draft uh, as well. And man, I gotta tell you, I've never felt the power of the fantasy millionaires more than in the setting that we were in in our home league draft. The the crew was a little light, but you had four or five guys around us, and. And quarterbacks were being drafted in the second round. Josh Allen, you know, uh, Justin Herbert, boom, boom, boom. You had Tom Brady gone by the turn in the fourth. It, it was a wild, wild west. Uh, and the whole time you and I are, are laughing, we're high-fiving, and we're scaring our league mates. Like, literally, they're becoming intimidated because their, their knowledge of fantasy football, as we, as we progress in this draft dwindles compared to ours, they start using us as, uh, as reference. Well, who would you draft here? Well, I would draft this guy right here. Of course, he's great, you know. And so that turned into one of my favorite drafts ever. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts, though, for, for the for the public record, in case our, our league is 
listening in for those who are not in attendance, uh, how much fun that was kind of being the fantasy millionaires. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, doing this podcast, like, you, you, you know, a, a prophet has no love in their hometown. Like all, all, all that happens in all my home leagues, like that side betting home league, our home league, we just get joned on like, you know, and, and, uh, you have never won this league, uh, you know, the premier home league. And so that is always brought up. Oh, right. It's thrown <laughs> in my face. How many times I've won it? None. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Zero time you know, I mean, I, I did feel like this year was the first year where we, we actually, because there was a little bit less people, there was actually, uh, you know, the tables turned uh, from disrespect to respect. I, I did notice that. Yeah, there was, a, the there, was a, there was there was respect for the fantasy millionaires, you know. So because I mean, we kept laughing at people's picks. <laughs> <laughs> we kept laughing and being like, "Yes, good pick, good pick." High fiving yeah. and stuff. And yeah. at one yeah. point, uh, after people pick, started uh, taking defenses in the ninth round, we were oh like, "Oh yes, auto drafting yes. in the eighth. Good job, guys. Like, Come on, let's do it. Two quarterbacks in the tenth. All right, yeah." Yeah, so we we um, but one of the comments that kind of stuck with me the most was when somebody said, "It's not good when the two guys who have a fantasy football podcast are laughing and high fiving after your picks." <laughs> it's interesting. So it's, I mean, the whole yeah. thing is always interesting because it's arbitrary. It's just our it, thoughts, it, dude. As, as you as you have been, you know, um, putting out there relentlessly in relation to wide receiver two theory, ADP is a myth. Nobody ADP is a, it, it, it's a prediction of the future. You, I mean, so a myth nobody knows, nobody knows the future. I mean, in this, you know, in the BFFs, you know, our home league, um, every year there is a guy who I think has the worst draft ever. And I'm always just like, this is a garbage draft. And this guy, I think, has made the playoffs every year. And yeah, and and has made and has won it, has been to the championship. So, you know, I mean, we'll see how the season, you know, goes down. I mean, I mean, I think I think if you're trying to put a percentage on it, you know, at least 60% of your season is your draft. Like, you know, right. if you draft well. Yeah, I mean, you you can you, you can just, you know, relax a little bit, you know, but we you don't know if you drafted well until, well, you know, the first few games start going snap shares and target percentages and offensive connectivity with quarterbacks and, and all that does play into how it all settles. What we have now is a blueprint for the season that people think and everyone's blueprints a little bit different. With, with that being said, there was some wild picks in this draft. One of them, which which today sparked a Twitter debate with somebody who follows me, one of my followers. We went back and forth, maybe 10, 10 responses. Allen Robinson last year was drafted in the third, fourth turn, right? This year, the expectation was maybe the four, the, the five, six turn, right? End of the fifth round, um, middle of the fifth round. We had a homeboy in our league draft him at the end of the third, right? Which I get it. He's on the 12. He cannot come back. Maybe the beginning of the fourth, whatever. It's, it doesn't matter, fourth, or, uh, fourth round or end of the third, but still a reach wide receiver 13. Uh, and so we laughed a bunch about that pick Allen Robinson. Uh, my point though, when it all said and done is that 
Allen Robinson is a good pick. I like Allen Robinson. Um, he has potential this year to be the wide receiver 13. But if you draft him at that, you are expecting that at least from him. So you're just you're you're if your approach to fantasy is the the, the reaching for all of your guys and to get the max potential. I love the upside of those players, but I think people like that uh, aren't going to be the best strategy in those early rounds. What you do want is what we're going to do today, right? And that is talk about guys that are dark throws, guys that are in rounds 11, 12, 13, 14. I mean, maybe they're not even being drafted. If you're smart, you don't even draft a kicker, right? So you draft an extra receiver, an extra running back, whatever. So uh, we'll get into that today. Was there anything yeah. that stuck out to you from the home league that you wanted to, to you know, gloss on before we jumped into the sleepers? No, no, I'll just say this about what we're about to talk about. I mean, um, you know, uh, chances are you've already finished your draft, you know. So uh, some of the guys we'll talk about, um, you know, you can't get. But if you still have a draft, you know, pay attention. Uh, but at the same time, uh, some of these guys in rounds 14, they're, they could be on your waiver wire. And so that is well, you, a couple guys are on ours, actually. So. Right, right. There's there. Some of these guys are already on your waiver wire. And, um, you know, I have a couple guys that I'm trying to get in every single draft at like round 13, 14. So, yeah. well, before we get into the actual picks uh, and, and the players, uh, this is not a, th uh, a three tweet. This is a pre three tweet. You know, you got a little pre three tweet action, you know, like trying not to, but it comes out, you know, like that. Um, my guy, Jeff Greenwood, the fantasy ENG, he's an engineer. Uh, I love this guy. One of my favorite guys. Uh, he's been on the show, a show with me before last year, the fantasy football hot stove. He takes this great meme and he uses it Herald. perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> so great. When your wife just left you, but you just drafted a sick fantasy team. So the funny part was this weekend at our draft. That almost cool. happened to you this weekend, right? Yeah, it's almost happened to me. It's just, it hit home. Yeah. So, uh, oh, me and my wife got in a little fight. We got in a mini fight, you know, cleaning up the house for the draft. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know what? It happens. It happens. Uh, it's okay that it God happens. bless our wives. It's, it, I mean, it's the football uh, I saw, I, I, I never got, I never got the password to the Fantasy Millionaires account. Good. It, can you click on that? Cause there's one, uh, in the mailbox from from Ralph Macho, can you go to the Fantasy Millionaires account? I can if I'm because able to is... navigate the... here. My I put yeah, away. This was, this was this was uh I forgot we for, I forgot to get the the password from you again. So you're gonna have to go to the mailbox. But uh, since we're talking wives. Okay. You know what? I actually can't do it on here because I'm not logged in on my computer. All right. I'll just say it. I'll just say yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Um, it was it was uh, a cuddle. Uh, I mean, a couple cuddling in bed. You know. Yes. And it was. It might have been the same couple where they're like not cuddling. You know that one where they're like he's thinking you know, we, of something. Yeah, yeah. We've we've you know? used that to make you know like you know I bet he's thinking about fantasy football and. And he's and then the guy's like, I think I'm gonna do Kirk Cousins and right. all my GPPs this week. I think it's that same couple, except they're cuddling this time. <laughs> and 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 they're all cuddled up. And he said, Honey, uh, what do you want to do today? Because this is the last Sunday I'll be able to do anything after 1 p.m. <laughs> 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 oh, 
yeah. It's all true. It's all true. It's it's a hundred percent true. Um, I I I had um I showed my wife this meme yesterday. She did not like it. It was a picture of a drawing of a guy sitting in his bed, it's a stick drawing, a little like a little figure, but drinking a huge glass of water. And then I put me, and then I put the NFL over the huge glass of water. And then I showed my wife, and then she just was not amused at all. I was I was trying to tell her this is a warning sign. Like I'm trying to be honest with you. I'm trying to give you uh, 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 like a omen. Like this, it's mm-hmm. coming. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it, they never know. Like that's what's so funny is they do fancy drafts. My wife did one. Your wife did one last night. They're part of it. And still, like football season Sunday. When it happens, they'll be like, "What are you? What are you doing right now?" I'm like, "I just I'm about to watch some football." They'd be like, "What? Mm-hmm. F- football? When did I didn't I? Uh, what?" And they act like you have just robbed a bank and you've come home with like money that's all painted. <laughs> they're mm-hmm. just like it, they're like, "I can't believe you did this to me," you know. So it, it's happening. I'm just warning all 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 our male viewers whose wives are upset. Now, if your wife loves football, man, I. I wish I would have known about those girls back in the day. <laughs> I love my wife, but you know what I mean? Like I didn't know women actually liked football. I thought you had to hide it from them. And then uh, there's all these amazing people on Twitter who love football. So. Yeah. 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 My, my, wife my wife does, does not, not love football, football, but she does, she does love playing fantasy, fantasy, which is winning. cool. Yeah. Right. So, all right, let, let's get into some guys here. And uh, what we're doing is we're talking 11th round and after and we've grouped them by position. So running backs, wide receivers, tight end, no quarterbacks really tickled our tangles down here. We we I got two of last uh, last of my rankings of guys I kind of want to draft. And if an injury happens, there's guys that potentially want to pick up Matt Ryan, things like that. But but I'm not drafting anybody other than Tua on the low end. Um, so we have no quarterbacks here. So that's a fancy mm-hmm. tip. Don't draft a shitty quarterback. Uh, don't draft the best, but don't draft the worst. Um, mm-hmm. So let me jump into Naheem Hines. Uh, I I like Naheem Hines. I've liked him a lot last year. Um, Minus a point, right? The uh, Indianapolis Colts backfield was the second most productive backfield. Naeem Hines only had 114 of those points, which was actually a huge down year from previously where he'd been, you know, not good, not good, not good, right? But I think the Colts are a little smarter than they've been before. And and the words coming out of Frank Reich's mouth, I I like. And so you, you don't normally hear coaches talk fantasy football. That you just never hear them talk it. It's it's a real like aberration. If they do, they're shitting on it, like Bill Belichick, right? Mm-hmm. Frank Reich said, You want to have Naheem Hines on your fantasy team this year. Like the coach of the team said that in this day and age, in the year of our Lord, 2022, the coach referenced picking him up as a sleeper. So I love I, that. It's not just from my mouth. This is from the coach's mouth. I'm just That's crazy. What the coach said. And and listen, he wasn't on my radar, honestly. i I go, I do this every day. Why, this is running back 44 on four for four, right? The conglomerate of where you can get these guys later rounds, 11th round. And Naeem Hines, not really somebody I think about that often because JT's a beast. And I'm not even playing the handcuff game. None of that stuff. Just don't think about him. But Naeem Hines has a role in this offense, particularly with, with uh, Matthew Ryan. Uh, Matthew Ryan. Matt Ryan. I'm calling Matthew. Matthew. Matthew Ryan. You know, uh, but, but Matt Ryan. He's Matthew. Matthew Ryan here. We'll call him Matthew Ryan now. He's in Indianapolis. Uh, you know, the Natty Ice himself. Uh, he he is gonna be dumping down at times. He he is able to do that. And and also, who's the second wide receiver on this team? Pierce, Paris. Right. They don't have a tight end threat really emerging as a viable like go-to 
uh, you know, Eric Ebron type 12 touchdown guy, like Naeem Hines is going to get some. So I think that at 6.7 is going to look more like 10.1 or 9.6, which is viable if you're picking up an RB5. It's just, it's a good pick. It's what it is. So I've got him on a few teams. I'm, I'm, I'm something for him. What do you think about Hines? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I had not heard Frank Reich say that. And shout out to Frank Reich for uh, acknowledging this ever burgeoning industry that just Crazy. is continuing to Love be part of the landscape of the NFL experience. So, dude, shout out. I don't agree with Frank Reich. <laughs> You're a liar. I, I am. I am. I am fading Naeem Hines, <laughs> and I'm fading uh, Frank Reich's advice. And it's just a simple, a simple reason. Jonathan Taylor is a three-down back, and there's no reason why he shouldn't be. And they'll have plays. They'll Naeem Hines will be on the field. He actually uh, was, I think, number twelve in targets last year. Um, 40 receptions. That's good. Um, you know, for, a, you know, a, a, a real, you know, decreased role. So, I mean, you know, there, there, there is, I guess, upside compared to last year. The sad thing is he's so talented, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor is, you know, projecting to look like he's a hall of fame running back. So I to agree. me, why, why would you limit his touches? Well, I think the one reason why you would limit his touches and not even limit them, maybe just manage them, is because you have a quarterback now that can get you to the playoffs and win a playoff game. Maybe not the Super Bowl, right? But a big upgrade over Carson Wentz and Maddie Ice Ryan, right? Mm -hmm. He just is. He's just better. And so I think that they are looking at this season as we've got two – I got I got 1A, who's the best 1A in the business, basically, and then – I don't want to run my 1A out because we got 17 games this year, not 16, right? We've advanced and we get in a couple games of playoffs. It's 18, 19 games. So I just think that you see a tiny bit of a shift. And I think that Name Hines ends the year with 160 points, which from a, an RB in this later round, that's good. That's good. But you're not trying to shoot the moon in every pick. So Naheem Hines is safe. Uh, let's go to uh, our next pick, though. And this is this is Bo's boy. I like Kenny Gainwell. I'm not against Kenny Gainwell. I've got him on a few squads. But the Philadelphia Eagles are one of those backfields that is very nebulous. You do not know what's going to happen. They went from a passing offense after six games that wasn't that effective to the best rushing offense uh, when it came to just how they approached attacking defenses uh, for the rest of the season. How do you see Gainwell now? There's no Jonathan Howard. He's gone. Miles Sanders is there, but, you know, he had a hamstring injury. He's looking on track to start the season, but we don't know. And Boston Scott is lurking. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is someone that I have um, been paying attention to because of other people. Um, I, I didn't see anything particularly exceptional about him last year when he had his opportunities. Um, you know, there was this kind of moment last year where, again, Miles Sanders dealing with injury and Kenneth Gainwell um, was, you know, given the, the opportunity to take the backfield over. And then Boston Scott just kept balling out, you know. So to me, um, I am... I am paying attention and I am buying into the hype because I've heard enough people I respect, um, you know, particularly Eagles fans who are tuning into the beat reporters 
saying that Kenneth Gainwell is just looking sharp uh, in camp. Um, so, you know, Miles Sanders, it is what it is. I mean, he's he's the uh, he's going to be the starting running back on that team, but um, it's going to be interesting. I do think Kenneth Gainwell is, uh, you know, worthy of snapping up once you get to these rounds. And not just snapping up, but stealing up. And by stealing up, you should tell people that you stole him from me. And that's why I had to pick name Hines. I mean, if we're going to be honest here, the confession to the BFFs. You sniped him, you motherfucker. Like oh, I yeah, I forgot. I got him in the BFFs. Yeah, I did. Right in front of me. That's why I had to go name Hines. So, listen, both these guys are name Hines. I like Gainwell. I actually like a lot, too. Gainwell's in the name Hines role. Name Hines is name Hines. So I think they're both uh, on track for PPR relevance in your fantasy league. So don't, you know, let them, if they're sliding, let's say if they're not, if they're sliding like they did in our league, 11, 12 round, grab them up. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose at all. Miles Sanders is one of those backs who gets dinged up. So for sure. He's got a lot of soft tissue injuries. No offense. So um, let's talk about your boy Raheem Speedmeister Moster. Moster. That, no, but Speedmeister. He's a speedmeister yeah. moster. Yeah. That guy is, uh, before he got hurt, he had like the fastest run in the history of the world. You know what I mean? Like uh, he, he is just built for, for straight line dominance. How does he fit into this Miami Dolphins offense this year? Uh, is he the power back? Is he the goal line back? Is he the, you know, between the tackles guy? How do they play him? You got McDaniels coming from the 49er land, right? Where that's where most it was. That's why he is there. So Listen, uh, he was not somebody on my radar until recently uh, because he's Raheem Mostert and he's 30 years old. So, I mean, I saw the Dolphins signed him and I was like, oh, cool. I love Raheem Mostert. I think he's got such a cool story in the NFL. You know, oh, I yeah, mean, sure. this this I mean, it's like a Disney movie is his late stage emergence as just a premier talent. Um, you know, he's someone that has dealt with injuries, but. Uh, you can like, you know, if you're in a 10 man league, Raheem Mostert might be on your waiver wire. Okay. Uh, 12. He's free. He, he is. You took him in, is, in our league before I got him too. Let me tell you. I, I got, I got Raheem Mostert in a 12 man league in the 14th round. Okay. Guy you stole right in front of me. I was bringing up to air the grievances. You didn't know this was a revenge show for the last few rounds of our draft. Well, now you're in it, sir. Uh, let, let me say this. Okay. I'm actually getting so hyped up. I think if you can get Raheem Mostert on your team, I think you start him week one. I, 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 his last preseason game, he had two carries. One of them was for 26 yards. I mean, he's got the wheels, bro. He's, he's just doing Raheem Mostert he's things. Got, Listen, I think this is the kind of way you have to, to to use Raheem Mostert. You use him like a firecracker, right? You light him up. When he's gone, he's gone. He's right. gone. He's it's gone. Over. It's over. He's going to be hurt, right? You know he will. It's fine until he gets hurt. Take him. Take him and just I, love I him. I mean, take him and play him. He's like, a summer romance, deep. You know, you're deep in the heart of Dixie. You fall in love. You know she's got to go back home, but you fall deeply in love, and then it's gone. But you get what you can get. 
You love what you can when, love. When oh. he was on the 49ers multiple games, he was clocked at over 22 miles an hour. Okay. Is that is that, is that a fast speed in the NFL? Tyreek Hill type stuff? Is that yes, you know? it is. It's like Tyreek Hill type. I thought I thought you, there was speed. That, you know, he yeah, like, I, I was doing research about him on the show because I wanted to talk about he was just recently clocked at 21.4 guys good to go you know yeah and then when you took him from me it made me really upset so i'm not gonna i'm I'm talking about it now but it's coming out (laughs) all right all right let's get another guy in here before i you know have another therapy session another guy that maybe you probably stole from me in a league no he got stolen from you in a league yesterday he's been stolen from me in every single league and i'm not gonna let it happen in in these last three drafts i'm getting tyler algier is Gonna be the RB one. I, I love Cordell Patterson and what he did last year. What a great emergence! What a great story. But he's not the goal line back. He's not. When you need two yards, you're not giving it to him. That's just not how it's gonna go. If you want to do like a cool little play, you're giving it to him. You're throwing a little flare route. You're doing a little speed. Uh, you know, around end around toss quarterback reverse whatever. You know, maybe you do a. Maybe when, when he's in the backfield and you see Mariota, you know it's going to be an RPO, whatever. But Tyler Adjir is in there to get those four yards. This is a touchdown, I believe, right here. He's muscling for in preseason or a first down or something. Um, what do you think about him? Okay. Um, this is from our boy Salvetri. Uh, this is one of his guys. Tyler, Tyler Algier is available in over 50% of leagues. The rookie is third on the Falcons' depth chart, but here's the thing. Algiers' role has increased throughout camp, and he's expected to see work on early downs. Algiers shined in this exact role at BYU. See for yourself. He was a top 1% college producer. His 1,800 yards in 2021 were more than Brees Hall, and his 225-pound frame makes him a great red zone back. Grab him. It is great to be here in America. That that is America through and through, right there. From BYU to the Atlanta Falcons, he's doing it. He is bringing the American dream home. I'm all about it, dude. I love it. In the later rounds, you're looking for an RB who could be an RB one. And uh, we know about Damian Pierce. He got drafted in the fifth round in our league. I mean, just are you kidding me? Fifth round? This is like your late round Damian Pierce, dude. I mean, right. you, you know, right. you have to deal with Corderell Patterson, who was just so sexy last year. But, um, you know, this a is a traditional team? running back. This is right. this is what you want. Right. Now, I'm all about it. Uh, another guy that we're all about that we've been picking up back and forth. I'm, if we're in a league together, you have him or I have him. No one else mm-hmm. is on him, which is great. I love it because, he, listen, Bo Nobody McBrayer. No one's on Bo McBrayer, God bless that guy. So my podcast partner, love him over at Chalk Block. Uh, he, he's claiming like Elijah Mitchell victory laps right now in public with Stefania Bell and uh, Field Yates. Hey, bro, you're talking about Mike's guy and the guy that I drafted in a bunch of dynasty leagues last year. So we're trying to get ahead of you. We want to know, for the record, if you're in the chat or if you're tweeting us later, did you say that this guy is a bum or that I'm a bum, right? A turd, actually. <laughs> Am I the turd or is Zamir White? Because I'm hoping it's me because I think, and you think too, Mike, that Zamir White is going to be uh, relevant this year for fantasy football. He's going to be in the mix, and if you have some shares of him as the season goes on, you will not be disappointed. Let, let me. He's, he's not doing anything. 
let me explain the bow controversy. So we had an analyst draft yesterday, and uh, in I you know took him. the the 13th round, something like that. Uh, my, I started my, talking trash to Mike in the my co-host in crime said, "Oh, guess who I'm getting ready to draft?" Hey, yeah, hey. and I I mean I knew. I knew. knew, he knew. I, I knew who it was, and so I said, "Make sure you say his name right," because he kept calling him Zahir for a I little while. I called him that like one time, no, one time, multiple times. He called him Zahir on the show, or just between you and me on the. Phone? I don't know. I think maybe even <laughs> even on the show one time. I one time, right? Yeah. Publicly, one time, publicly right. once. Publicly so once. so after okay. that happened, you know, of course I came Mike in. Gives and I was me like, the hard time, right? Yeah, yeah, you're a dirty old man in the chat. And then so Bo comes in with he's a turd, and we don't know if he was talking about Zamir White or, or Scott Stack Simpson. Scott. We're hoping it was Scott Stack Simpson because the show we did with Denny, he was on Zamir White just like I was. Five star mm -hmm. recruit. Um, I mean, this guy, here's Speed the thing. For days. Everybody, nobody likes Josh Jacob. I mean, this has just been the nobody experience. Right. Nobody wants to draft him. This has been his experience. I mean, this is what has been going on every year since he's been in the league. Meanwhile, guy's kind of a beast, you know. Uh, I, 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 he's I, there. He gets the touches. He's there. He does. He, he shows up. He gets. He gets two hundred and fifty touches. You know what I mean? I like mean, nine TDs last year, twelve TDs the year before. Um, you know, right. he, he's he's good. Here's the thing, though. I think Samir White is better. I think he is actually a better running back right now. And so I believe, as the season goes on. Uh, a, a, a Jonathan Taylor type situation where, you know, the primary back was Marlon Mack that season. And, and um, you know, Jonathan Taylor stole it away. You know, I think Zamir White is going to do the exact same thing. I, I, I think he is the ultimate late round draft pick. Um, and I, I think he's going to be somebody that, uh, you know, could and it, and then if there's an injury to Josh Jacobs, pfft, sky's the limit for this dude. You know that is going to be a sick offense. So I, I expect it to be a timeshare right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, I agree 100 too. And this is the thing, RB 56. Uh, if you if you extrapolate, RB 56. I'm not trying to teach you how to play fantasy football, but if you think in units of 12 or 10, depending on your league, right? This is how. You can easily understand the value of a player and where you want them in your in your process of picking players and putting a build together, right? If you look at Samir White and you go, okay, it's going to cost me a 13th round pick, a 14th round pick. He's available in 50% of leagues. So just go pick him up off the waiver wire, right? Free, free almost, right? right. Unless you're in a league with a sharp like me and Mike. Uh, Zamir White has an opportunity to take over by the end of the season, the Raiders backfield, because at the end of the season, Josh Jacobs is not going to be a Raider. He's gone. So if you know that and you've drafted his replacement and then you've hyped him up in the preseason by not talking about him, but playing him, right? Giving him touches. You're going to, by the end of the season, hope that this guy is your RB one. So don't miss out. This is, this is just mm -hmm. like a warning cry 
from this is how football works. New guys come in, old guys move on. You see it happening in slow, real time right now in front of our faces. It's not a Melvin Gordon situation. They're not going to resign Josh Jacobs next year. You know they're not. They're moving in a. They're, all of the drafts that have been done by the Raiders, all except for Josh Jacobs, they've released like every single player in the last like six years from their drafts. They're terrible drafts. They're all either in jail, arrested, whatever it is. It's not good. And Josh Jacobs is another one of those examples of somebody who has been good, but not good enough. I mean, and, and the thing is, is that um, you know, Josh Jacobs is is you know he he's going to be good on the goal line. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how it breaks down. But in they terms of Kenyon talent, they told him to go in, away. In terms of talent, I think Zamir White is going to just show when he gets his touches that he is worth more and he's more valuable being integrated into more, uh, you know, more goal line touches. Um, and he he's the he's the faster back. You know, so he's the one with the the home run potential. The home run potential is what you're looking for, and particularly in a PPR role, uh, th that is. And, he's and a four four guy, right? You, you want this guy on a wheel route, right? You you, you want him, uh, you know, uh, flying around, ca catching those passes. Uh, you know, it it, it uh it, it's. Indicative for you to, to be smart enough to pick up uh, with the trends in the NFL. Send me a link, you cowards. Oh, my gosh. We got, we got a guy. Yes. Oh, man. What Who's the turd, Bo? Who's the oh turd? Scott Zach Simpson or Zamir White? Zamir White. We got him in. We, we got Who's him, ladies turd? and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, I've sent him the link. I've <laughs> I, I, he's already he's already been sent the link. Oh, is he coming on the show? Is he bouncing in here? Yeah, that's in. why he said, yes. send me the link, you cowards. I've yes. got, it's over there, you you Labor Day celebrating <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> All right. I don't think Bo knows that we've been talking about trying to bring him on more. I don't think, you know, I, I don't share our private conversations with him normally, but I want, uh, I want, guy, I want his spicy takes. Who Who is the turd? That's what I want to know. I, the, who, this is just like... Yeah, we don't know. Um, but, you know, while we're doing that, uh, I do want to, to tell you that uh, Bo will be in soon. I, I like Zamir White and you like him just as much. So it's uh, it's like a tit for tit thing, not even a tit for tat thing. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it is what it is. All right. Let's transition now. We're going to talk wide receivers and then Bo will get in here when he gets in here. Uh, our guy Sky Moore. I think you have to pronounce it Sky because it's got longer wise on there we don't want to get a travis kels situation here so i'm just i'm trying it out so in a couple years when he pronounces his name long i'm ahead of the curve see that's how, that's how it works mm -hmm. spicy takes whatever it is uh what do you think about sky Moore, wide receiver 50 uh you know people that i listen to people that i respect uh you know on the pan i again when i was at the fantasy expo um you know, it was a great panel. Bob Harris was on it. Ian Hartitz, uh, Marcus Grant. Um, and so I asked the question out of all the rookie wide receivers in this draft class, who do you think is going to have the best career? Um, and there was five guys on stage and Sky Moore was one of the uh, players that was picked. So um, what, you know, the vibe 
right now is he's he's the third wide receiver okay you got uh juju you got mvs and then you have sky Moore, and you still have miko hardman so miko though said that he should they asked what sky Moore should do you know to be ready he said make sure he brings his pillow to camp make sure like everything he had to do with had to do with like resting and like relaxing it didn't give me good vibes on miko like being a, a like he sounded like like a camp counselor <laughs> you know like not somebody who was going to be shaking it up and, and being viable this year. Oh, there he is, the King of yeah. Spice himself, uh, Picante in the yeah. flesh, Bo McBrayer, Bo underscore big time on Twitter. Bo, who is the turd? We want to get right to the chase. You are, you damn turd. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That sounds, like, that sounds like a bitter man who had something taken from him uh, last no, year. Maybe he it was, was a flash Simpson thought you were calling him a turd. I mean, uh, Zamir White a turd. And I was like, I think he might no. be calling you a turd. I was calling you a turd for taking Zamir White when oh, when right. everybody else in the world wanted him. That's why you didn't have it. to. He was he was not due to be drafted for another oh, two rounds. Michael and here comes Simpson going, sorry, Mike, I didn't think I'd have to do this to you. I was like, you didn't have to do this to us. <laughs> I he went and reached did. for it. No, Mike, he knew did that. I, I would have. I yeah, would have. Yeah. I knew. That's why he talked that ass. He did it to me before, Bo. He's done it to me multiple times, actually. He's done it to me twice. Uh, I still yeah. remember our draft night out in Canton where you would just snicker, hovering over your phone, snickering at me, taking four minutes to, to just pick all my guys on purpose. Who, me? Yes, you. That's why you, I called you a turd. Because wow. not only yeah. do you dry, like snipe me, but you take the whole clock to do it, and I already know <laughs> within ten seconds that you're gonna do it. See, this is the bitterness that I love. If you like the same players and the people take them, you know, you get upset. You know, it's been a lot of the theme yeah. of the show, honestly. But Scott, Scott takes it to another level. He will <laughs> snipe you by reaching three rounds early, Dude, then taking the entire clock to grind it out. Like it's well, it's it's psychological warfare at its finest. But I don't like when it's done against me. I think what Bo, but I think what Bo doesn't understand is like I'm honestly like ADHD and I'm on like six other things and then I'm like, oh shit, my pick is up. Like yesterday in our analytics draft, I went to the bathroom, I came back, I was like, is it my turn yet? And I was like, no, it's the other guy's turn. No, it's my turn. And I watched, I watched the clock run. I'm like, that guy's an idiot. It was me. And then it went Jalen Hurts. I and I went, I went, oh, oh well, oh okay. I, uh, that. Uh, that Okay, well, I love Jalen Hurts, but that was an auto draft from an idiot who thought he was the eighth pick and counted one, two, three, couldn't count to three. So, you know what, Bo? Sometimes I'm not trying to fuck with people. I'm a secret moron. I like that clip and oh, put it everywhere. The word you know, is on the street already, man. That's I was honestly yesterday, I was drinking. I was drinking in the draft, too. I came home from Mike's. I ate a sandwich. I started drinking like it was it was the uh, the middle day and Labor Day. That's a free day. That day doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. That's just like a doesn't nothing. So I had like three or four beers and then I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't know people go boom, 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 boom. And you took one second to take your picks. Bo picks his, his corner picks like like it's a video arcade game. And he's like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. boom pew, pew. And so it, it normally takes like three minutes for that pick to go around. Three seconds instead, and I'm caught with my pants down pissing in the bathroom. So I like yeah, it. It's the truth. In, 
and here's the here's the real secret is Scott is a turd because he doesn't draft on his phone like any normal human being. Like right. I had my laptop and iPad and phone all up with the draft board. So if I had to get myself a sandwich or another beverage or a bathroom break, I wasn't going to miss a single pick because it doesn't just matter about who I'm picking. I want to see how the board lays out. I want to get a lay of the land. Like that's yes, the most important part of drafting is the trends. I want to see the runs develop. I want to see, okay, what kind of run can I start? Because I don't want to be on the tail end of a run on oh, a never. position. I want to be starting one. Uh, and, one of and my Scott's friends just here, like butt in the wind, just saying, ha ha, I got a pee. Good luck, yeah. everybody else. He's, pro- he's probably posting it on Twitter, like <laughs> during a draft. Auto drafting a, a random <laughs> running back. He's like, I was looking at wide receivers. I'm like, well, you only had two minutes to do it. Yeah. Let's go. Th- th- then he forces the commission to reset the, the draft. <laughs> hey, yes. I was peeing. <laughs> Guys, I made a great tweet. It got eight likes. My computer crashed after I tweeted again. Oh my gosh, I burned the internet down. Sorry that 1.5 million tweet bothered your internet connection. <laughs> <laughs> so let's transition from, from mocking me uh, to, to the next wide receiver here on our, our chart. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Traylon Burke's controversial. I went back in time from 50 to 48 because I kind of rank him after Sky Moore in my personal rankings. Uh, this is the ADP 444 kind of consensus. Uh, I'll start with you, Mike. What, what do you think about Traylon Burks and how he kind of fits into this offense and, and what the long-term prognosis for fantasy points per game is? Are we talking about a guy gets 10 or talking about a guy gets 15? I'm excited to hear Bo's take on Bo's Traylon transition Burks. Transition to Bo then. Bo, Bo McBrayer, how about you, brother? So it's it's a struggle because Traylon Burks is such a gifted athlete. You can watch him play football and you're like, holy crap, this guy is special. I mean, he's he's part of the big hands club, which we love to see. Uh, big hands guys uh, tend to have a more like cherished career in the NFL. Like you don't you don't hear about those guys fizzling out very often. Uh, I think that he's just raw as a prospect. He's he's a guy that doesn't run very crisp routes. He didn't run any routes really against press coverage last year. He's he's not he's the anti Chris Olave. Basically, you're like looking at Chris Olave is the complete opposite of Traylon Burks, and they're both first round guys with bright futures ahead of them. So if you want the guy that could put up thirty point weeks in the future then it's probably Traylon Burks because he's going to be the guy that makes a catch and does a Debo Samuel impression and takes off. And that's, that's kind of the comp for him is it's, if he's bad, he's LaVisca Chenault because they're the same size, mm, same mm, prototype. That's a good, yeah, if he's like good, that. he's Debo Samuel. And that's, that's really what it's going to come down to is what do the Titans do with him? Because he's not an alpha receiver like AJ Brown, so if they're trying to replace AJ Brown with this guy, it's not going to work. They need to create a whole different little uh, pocket of the offense for Traylon Burks because he's not AJ Brown. He's not even close to AJ Brown. So, it's, so Robert Robert Woods st- though isn't isn't Robert Woods more Traylon Burks too? In the fact that you're not running Robert Woods on fly patterns, you know, you're not giving him one on one down the. the, right. the, the That's why this fly. move didn't make any sense. Yeah. It's interesting like they, how they look for a decade for a top wide receiver unsuccessfully. They finally found one with AJ Brown. They traded him away. He's the only one who didn't get paid out of all those. Debo got paid, right? Uh, he got paid got as paid? soon as he got to Philly. Well, I mean, from from his his home team, uh, it was like it was like three guys. He, he did not get paid. It's disappointing. Um, 
I, I do like Traylon Burks. Devontae got traded and then paid too. Let, so. uh, let me let me trade. say all right. So then let me say my little thing on him too. Because, all right. So I think Traylon Burks is is he does remind me of AJ Brown. I mean, the build is similar. I mean, he's got the build of Debo and AJ Brown, right? I mean, he's it's strong just, upper body. He's he's physical. Is this is this is a big boy? And out of all the college wide receivers. This was the one I was paying most attention to. I mean, he was, to me, the one that jumped out of the screen out of everybody that I was watching, you know, in terms of college highlights. So I was most excited when I asked the panel. Nobody uh, nobody said Trillin Burks is going to have the, the the best career. And I was wondering if somebody might say him. Uh, it's been interesting, at, you know, trying to be a fantasy analyst and giving advice. And that's why I wanted to talk about him on the show, because this whole preseason with him has been a giant roller coaster ride. I mean, he's been, you know, right. he, he, he's got he, he, start, he, he started as that sexy pick, like yeah. that sexy late round rookie wide receiver that might be your guy this year. Then we start getting like asthma reports and different bad, uh, ominous signs about preseason. ADP starts sliding. And just recently, the roller coasters come back See, up. And now he's kind of he's kind of a sexy pick again. Um, I'm on, I'm on team sexy pick, you know, I, 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 right now, um, he's, he's going around the 11th. Okay. Um, you know, it depends on your build. Uh, I, 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 I definitely roll the dice there at 11. If, if I have, uh, you know, the, the team, these are now dart throw players anyway. So he, yeah, right. to me, he looks like a great dart throw. He's got upside for sure. I like Robert Woods, though. If you've got both of them on the board, I'm going to lean Robert Woods. That's kind of me because I know the stable's there. Yeah, or the, or the table. Sorry, the stable. The table is stable with Robert Woods. Bobby Trees. I, right. I don't want any stability at wide receiver whatsoever because you I cannot know. expect that I ever. Even, even your most consistent wide receivers of all time, like Mike Evans, are called inconsistent in midseason. And that's that's why it's like I don't even bother with trying to find consistent wide receivers because then I'll have a team full of Jarvis Landry's and Hunter Renfro's. It's just boring. I don't want to watch that football. I'd rather have a guy like Burks that has a potential with his yak ability to put up some huge weeks. The yak, yeah. I was gonna say the yak is the key. Um, uh, so I just got inspired here. I think I'm gonna isolate this picture of Julio Jones and have my kids draw him on Tuesday when we come back for school because this is an iconic picture this hair this look we know Julio I think the question is it, it, last year in Tennessee you, you saw something was just off I mean there was a game where he got he came back he was targeted in the end zone the ball hit him in the hands like just went right through his hands it was like a video game glitch you're just like what what the how did the video game not that's Julio Jones you know it just did not seem right is Julio Jones right? Can we trust him? I'll start with Mike. All right. I'm going to say this because Julio Jones burnt me last year on multiple Christ. teams. Christ. I mean, I was I was not giving up on Julio. It's a wide receiver two theory. I loved him. I, 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 I didn't draft him, but I doubted him. Julio Jones, you know, for a while was probably my favorite player in the NFL. I mean, I'm a huge Julio guy. Okay. Um, that being said... Uh, to me, uh, he belongs in this dart throw conversation. Uh, he's going around 13. That's kind of where his area is. Um, so you're seeing a lot of guys reaching for him because he's Julio Jones and he has name brand recognition. Okay. 
I'm not going to necessarily reach, you know, like I'll, I'll pull the trigger on trailing Burks, you know, before Julio Jones. Okay. But I am very excited. I am back on team Julio. Like I, I think that there is an opportunity here. What we saw happen last year, it, 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 it looked like the demise of Julio Jones. He still is only 33 years old and you know that is that is not ancient you know in in the way the the nfl is is starting to get better at player health at this position i think if he was on any other team i wouldn't be wasting my time talking about him he wouldn't be on this show but 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 the, the fact that he's playing with tom brady and tom brady is an old ass dude that wants to help out another old ass dude. And I have always said, if Julio Jones played with somebody like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, he right. would be the greatest receiver of all time. Just think I about mean, this. When Tom Brady was graduating high school, Julio Jones was three years old. He was still toddling <laughs> around. That's, dude, that's I saw a tweet. I thought, do you know, Calvin Johnson's entire career existed within Tom Brady's through high school and everything from high school yeah. through <laughs> all Warner. of him induction. First catch was, he ever had as a kid, Tom Brady yeah. was like, I played in the NFL during that. But even like, yeah. better, the, the real ghost, Serena Williams, has been playing professional tennis since uh tom brady was in high school so that was that was really big shout you out know what uh, I, I gotta tell you shout out to serena to this is the thing that's insane right she's a mom <laughs> moms are already like super freaking heroes as a husband and all three of us are husbands we all have wives who are moms moms but let's just say pre-mother's day when is it it's in may it should be like every weekend right honestly if you don't give your wife like a, a day each week like it should be Mother's Week every week. Mothers are amazing, so shout out that. But let's get back to Julio. I'm going to say I like what Mike is saying. I like the offense here. This is interesting because Julio Jones, Russell Gage, uh, Chris Godwin when he comes back, and then Mike Evans, this might be uh, one of the most talented groups collectively of wide receivers that Tom Brady's ever had. And also with Julio, biggest you know, and just the, the the most physical. You think about in, in New England, all these little. They had like David Patton. They they had these tiny little guys. They were like, "Hey, do you play cornerback? You want to be one of Tom's wide receivers this year?" You know, like this is this is not the same thing. So I uh, I do like this. Uh, Bo, how about you? Do, are you drafting him anywhere? Do you have any shares? I don't, but it's not for a lack of trying. Mm, uh, right. But like like Mike said, he, like Mike he's said, getting though. picked. He's getting picked too early for me. But I still love the player. I still I want to I want to watch him succeed, and we just have to look back to last season. We're going to have the same offensive system. Um, Bruce Arians isn't going to be calling the plays, of course. But thank God, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to need his receivers to step up because the offensive line's just decimated. Mm-hmm. That's that's going to be a huge problem for Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to be able to find his hot reads and it's going to be a lot very similar to last year. I mean, how, how many people thought Antonio Brown was going to step up the way he did. Antonio Brown was fantastic last year. 17.3 tied with Godwin, just a hair above Mike Evans last year. So all three of those guys were wide receiver two or better uh, in points per game. Yeah. And 
and you had Tom Brady out there supporting three top wide receivers like it was nothing. And so why why can't one of the best of all time stay healthy for one year and for all time's sake just pull one out of the hat mm-hmm. because he's got the goat thrown to him, man. Mm-hmm. man if this if is Julio Julian, Jones, this is goat throwing to another goat, and mm-hmm. then two future goats, Evans and Godwin, also there. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I still think Evans is gonna get a boatload of targets because oh, yeah. he's he's Brady's guy he's right now. He's, he's like Brady and Brady and Evans are like this. They're like mm-hmm. hashtag best bros forever right now. Uh and Godwin is his back to play. He's gonna probably he's gonna play early on, but he's not gonna be performing like we're used to seeing Godwin right. for at least half of the season. Mm-hmm. So I think that first half of the season we're gonna get a Julio is still healthy. Godwin isn't quite there yet for like his full go. And Evans is just going to be a dominant force. Yeah. So I, I think Julio, at least the first half, is I'm going to wait. If I do get any Julio shares, it's going to be, okay, I hope he has some big games in the first four to six because once he has those, I'm going to trade him. <laughs> there you yeah. go. I like that. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, I think for me, too, what I'm thinking is, one, Julio DFS early on in the season. Right, a, a little lean on Julio, cheaper, not as expensive. You get targets, opportunities, those things in those games, and then also long term, Mike Evans. By the way, Tom Brady. I was doing a little little symbol if you watch on YouTube. Tom Brady throws the perfect ball for Mike Evans because he can just drop it. It's a lollipop, right? Like he doesn't throw the hardest ball, but he throws this little looping, like it's a, but it comes up fast and down fast, and it just it's like a breadbasket thing. With, with Mike Evans, and if it's not, Mike Evans can extend. So I love Mike Evans too. But but Julio, I've got no shares either because people are reaching a little bit. Maybe I should mm-hmm. have been reaching a little bit more. Uh, I, I do love him though in this situation. And the last thought I'll have before we transition is if Julio Jones can win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, that will make my heart happy this year. Mm-hmm. So I am rooting unofficially. I, I don't think they're going to – I'm not saying they're my favorite to win. I'm just saying – Heart to heart, you know, you got me a few beers deep. And what I think, I like Julio Jones this year to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. That would make me happy, right? So um, transitioning to Bo's guy, my guy. Mike, I haven't seen you pick him up anywhere, but maybe it's because I've been stealing him in every draft we've been in. I've, I think about every single team. Uh, I think early season is a, is a good way to, to look at Jalen Tolbert because later season maybe not as, as viable. Uh, Bo, how do, you, how do you look at Jalen Tolbert this year? He's, he's certainly going to get an opportunity. Uh, his skill set is really good. He was an elite separator at in the SWAC, which is, I mean, not the best competition for college. But we saw a lot of guys that were in this draft class play against suspect competition and not dominate the way Jalen Tolbert did. So I think he's, he's more versatile than people give him credit for. He's going to most likely start off in the slot, which is a good spot for him to learn the ropes of the NFL without having to deal with press coverage. And the Cowboys are going to be a high-scoring offense, whether they have Tyron Smith or Jason Peters or none of the above on the offensive line. Dak Prescott is still pretty damn good, and their running back core is really good. This is a team that could still score points, even though I don't expect them to repeat as the number one offense in the NFL this year. They're still going to be up there in the top 10 scoring points, even if they have to rely more heavily on CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz and maybe Gallup in November or December for the home stretch. But until Gallup comes back, which is going to be a, quite a while, I think Jalen Tolbert's going to be leaned upon to get open because here's a newsflash. 
The reason they picked him is because they don't really believe in Simi Fajoko and Noah Brown. No offense to those two guys. They're excellent blockers. One of them happens to be a clone from the same alma mater as one J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Uh, that would be Fajoko. And Noah Brown is just the Stevie Lamb clone that's only put out there to piss us off as fantasy managers. When you see when you see a guy with this jersey number starting with an eight, and he's got dreads flowing out the back just like CD, and, it, and you see it's eighty five instead of eighty eight, and you're like, no, why is Noah Brown out there? Because uh, Kellen Moore is an idiot, and he pulls his number one alpha wide receiver off the field every third series. That's discouraging if you are drafting CD Lamb. Uh, if well, you're drafting he can't do it this year. They don't have anybody left. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, you're, you're thinking. My thinking is is that uh, CD Lamb gets 169 targets this year. That's an official no. on the record. Scott Simpson nimble numbers. Uh, AccuWeather forecast for CD Lamb. Jalen Tolbert though could get 80, 85. That's good. That's good for a rookie. That's good for somebody that you have in that role. Leading late, late around drafting. So, uh, Mike, what did you say? Did I, did I miss you at uh, all? No, I mean, I, you know, uh, this is your your guy's guy. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't understand why everyone's saying Gallup's coming back mid-November. He tore his ACL, and all, all these guys who tear their ACL last year that we're talking about, uh, they're ready they're working on coming back. Like so he scored in January, didn't have surgery until February. That's why. Okay. So I mean the uh, you know the ACL surgery I, 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 again I would have to hear any type of news where there's any type of setback or something like that, you know, uh to me yeah, his 9 month timeline puts him in November. Okay. So, he's not on the pup list though. No, he's like that like they said he you can say, oh, we, we expect him back the first four weeks. But, I mean, it comes down to he might be active, but him getting a role or him actually playing, maybe they hold him out and they hold him out and they hold him out. Puplis doesn't mean anything other than they guarantee you're out for four weeks. Maybe the Cowboys aren't ready to commit to that. Or maybe can they put him on in, in the preseason and he be on for the first four weeks, like between now and then? Could they come out with it? Well, say, they can now because they didn't pup list him. They, they're okay. just saying, hey, we right. hope he's back in the first four yeah. weeks at this point. But even they ask him right now face to face and he says, I'm definitely not going to be ready for week one. So mm -hmm. I don't. It's going to be hard to say when he actually comes back and when he's ready to come back. I mean, we're talking about a 15th round pick. So you're not, we're not squabbling right. over. No, no. And, 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 and because no. of Gallup, you know, Jalen Tolbert is going to have an opportunity at the Get beginning of the season. Yeah. But well, I, I do think, I, I do think once Gallup comes back, I mean, his, his role gets diminished. I agree. Of course. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think about Nico Collins, Bo? Uh, he used to be wide receiver 76 when I wrote wide receiver two theory a couple weeks ago. Maybe the influence of 5,000 people reading my article uh, showed up here on Nico because he's now wide receiver 65. I didn't realize I was moving ADP uh, 11 spots on this guy. What's going on with Nico? Uh, Don't flatter year, yourself. I know, but, but I will say, I will say right now, as of this minute, wide receiver two theory, um, is um 46 people away from 5,000. So I, I'll say that's a successful uh third campaign that started with a few hundred people. You know, I think we, we've, 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 yeah, strong, quite strong, strong, yeah. quite strong. And, and, and the idea of it though is that there's just undervalue of wide receivers because there's opportunity. 
What do you think, Bo and Mike, either one of you guys want to jump in and, and, and talk about the opportunity for Nico this year compared to previous you know, rookie season, now your second year wide out, and, and how that kind of trends towards somebody assisting in, in Brandon Cook's not getting a 50% target share? I'll, I'll just say this, and I want to hear Bo spit his hot fire. He's the encyclopedia of football players. Um, Nico is, to me, um, somebody that my co-host Scott Stack Simpson has has put on my radar. So he's not somebody that I've been, you know, really that high on. But again, in these later rounds, you know, he's going he's going undrafted, and I think. Um, you know, whether he's drafted or not, he has the potential to be on next Monday's first official show of the season, you know, top, top waiver wire ad, you know, um, you know, the, the, the body is there. Um, it's called the wire. It's called yeah. the wire. Don't, the wire. don't he could, he could be, he could the be wire. the number one guy on the wire next week. The wire. Um, I'm, 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 I'm higher on the field than Davis Mills and, uh, so, you know, can Davis Mills be someone that uh, fits into wide receiver two theory? You have you need a good quarterback in order for that to work. Um, sure. So, you know, Brandon Cooks is Brandon Cooks. He's a beast. But I mean, in terms of just what he is, in terms of a body of an NFL player, he's he checks all my boxes. You know, he is he he, he looks the part that he could have a breakout in his second year. So I, I love it. And I'm glad you beat me to it. Nice. But, but where are you leaning here? Cause I think last year you were somebody who kind of were, were leading me to think about him in DFS cash particularly. So I don't want to pretend like I found out who Nico Collins was. Like I, I like his last name too. That's a good name yeah. uh, from Mike cash. Yeah. But, but Bo, uh, you, you've kind of thought about him before and been on to him from, from back in the day when we were writing up stuff over at nimblewnumbers.com. Yeah, and, it, and really it comes down to on both of these rookies from last year for the Texans, I was kind of down on them going into the season. I was down on Davis Mills because what I saw from him at Stanford, even as a top recruit at quarterback uh, coming into Stanford, he wasn't that impressive. He was there for a long time, got hurt a lot. Small uh, neck. <laughs> huge neck, the biggest neck. No, then, uh, not fully. Yeah. Point, yeah, no, no, he's neck. that that dude's looked like a giraffe since he was probably 12. <laughs> he just, he just didn't David put Mills? it all together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mills, yeah. yeah. I was what like, Davis, Mills, Davis Mills was all neck, no arm until he got to the league, and then he's throwing <laughs> what darts everywhere. Yeah, put your neck away, bro. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah, put your neck away, dog. <laughs> hey, no more things here. Why are you always naked? Why are you always next, yeah, bro? Exactly. Hey, I need the sun. Get the, I need the vitamin D, man. Move over a little bit. <laughs> but I felt the same about Nico Collins coming out of Michigan. He wasn't. He wasn't a very good separator at Michigan. He was. He was more of like, oh, I have crappy quarterbacks, and the and Jim Harbaugh is a lunatic. So they're basically just running me on go routes to the end zone every play. And every once in a while, my athleticism is going to take me, and I'm going to score touchdowns. And then they get, they both get to the league and they transform into these well-rounded players that nobody saw coming. Davis Mills was the second most efficient rookie quarterback behind Mac Jones last year. And he did that with playing with an awful team and Nico Collins. I mean, despite not putting up very good numbers, he, he wasn't impressive with wide receiver 86 last year. Uh, that's, that's not good. That's not so, good. 
and right. and that was in the midst of Davis Mills really putting in, putting the team on his shoulders and throwing the ball a ton in the second half. When he took over, he was pretty damn good throwing the ball 30-plus times. He put up a, a quarterback one performance against the Patriots defense last year, and none of that included Nico Collins. And yet... We look at the data, like if you're if you're looking at spreadsheets instead of football games, that's where Nico Collins really pops up because in reception perception didn't really say he was good last year, but they said he was reminiscent of T. Higgins as as Michael Pittman as rookies, where you could see the signs are there that they're the, the kind of guy that could break out, like Mike says. And that's that's where I'm at. Is like, okay, when I watch him, he looks okay. When I when I look at the data, he was better than Cortland Sutton last year. Everybody's predicting that Cortland Sutton's going to break out this year because he's got Russell Wilson now, and that's where I'm at. Is I don't know that they're that good, but for a best ball guy or a guy that on a really deep roster, I can see picking up a Nico Collins and oh, how nice of me to draft this guy super late and he's the talk of the town after week two. And that that could that could very well happen because Davis Mills is taking steps. Davis Mills out there making big time throws, and if you get Nico Collins to take even one step forward from where he was last year, with Davis Mills taking the same step, uh, this could be a good offense. Believe Mm -hmm. it or not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's jump to a a guy that uh, Dave Richard went on the sports junkies here in Washington, D.C. Shout out the sports junkies. If you don't know the origin story of of Mike Cash Collins and Scott Stack Simpson does start in in Mike Collins's old townhouse where we would listen to the junkies at times. And we we bought podcast equipment. We started kind of backdoor podcasting because we wanted to see if we could do it. We, We didn't end up doing it at the time, but this was 2010, 11. And we were inspired by the junkies. And so, you know, they just, one of the junkies just came and had a draft at my house last week. Me and Mike got to hang out with one of the, the original junkies here. They've been on the, on the radio for like 25 years in DC. Some of the biggest radio uh, insiders ever. And we love them. So when Dave Richard came on their show, he, he talked up Isaiah McKenzie, his ADP shot up through the roof. He was wide receiver like 64 now he's wide receiver 56 and not just because of Dave because a lot of people are kind of thinking him in the Cole Beasley role so are we buying into that is that real right I bought in I got him in in our league like the you know 14th round 13th round whatever it was uh are we doing this uh I'm gonna talk to you first Bo because you're not in a junkie worldview like I am you don't you know maybe you're not into Dave Richard (laughs) I love Dave Richard uh by the way Joey uh from our front yard fantasy was talking to uh, Dave Richard over at the Hall of Fame for the draft. We, we got over there with uh, with Jorge, and I, we all got over there. Um, and I went up behind him while he's talking to Dave Richard, and I hit both because he was standing up, you know, kind of bow, not bow legged, but like you know, pressure on both of his legs. He had no release. I I, I knocked both of, of his calves, and he went oh, and almost fell over. Dave Richard started laughing hysterically. What, I said, I, what I, a I third. Said. What I said he was a turd, yeah. Turd move, bro. That's the guy that Richard loved it, man. He laughed. What a turd move, bro. What a turd move. I'm proud. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm white trash all the way. I cannot lie. It's just, it's who <laughs> I am, right? Disputing. Yeah, yeah. This is how it goes. So, so in, in Bo, Isaiah McKenzie is 27 years old, and if he didn't have the chops to be a full-time slot receiver until now. Why would we predict that he would just because Cole Beasley is gone? 
That is where I'm at. Isaiah McKenzie is a gadget player. He's always been a gadget player. And yes, he is a really explosive little guy. As a route runner, he's still not that good. He doesn't he doesn't do the full tree like Beasley did. And they just drafted a guy who's even better at running routes in the slot. And that's Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. So, yes, McKenzie's going to have the same little gadget packages that he, he always has. And he's going to have a couple spike weeks, maybe two, the ones that I predict in DFS, because that's kind of my calling card is about two weeks a year. I'll predict Isaiah McKenzie will have a big game, and he does. But I'm not it's drafting true. him as a slot receiver. Like Everybody's looking around going, oh, Isaiah McKenzie, he's a slot receiver. Like, since when? Because so, so they still have Jamison Crowder there. They still have Khalil Shakir there. And I yeah. would take either one of them as a full-time slot over McKenzie. Uh, yeah, uh, let me hop. Let me piggyback on Bo because I'm not on. Hands. I'm not on Team Isaiah McKenzie either. Um, you know, Cole Beasley last year, eighty receptions. Is that right? Eighty-two receptions. Yeah. Uh so it makes sense. It makes it makes sense. There's a gap. You know, Isaiah McKenzie is the one to fill it. I, I, I you know, I saw him. You know, look sexy at times on uh you know nfl football fields he's you know? not the sexiest dfs show for now so let's just put it that way but <laughs> i will say this i'm on team Bo. I, to me i don't even know anything about khalil shakir I, how about jameson crowder is better slot receiver than cole beasley i i yeah. why wouldn't you be taking advantage of his skill set so to me he muddies the waters for isaiah mckenzie and then you got this guy Bo's talking about who also might that 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 could be uh, a, a slap by committee if I'm seeing any any slap by yep. committee in the NFL. And that's what they did last year. It's, it's a whole it thing. Slap by committee is what Buffalo does because they run a lot of four wide sets. They run a lot of, a lot of three wide sets. They don't run mm-hmm. 12 personnel because when look at they got Dawson Knox and then a bunch of guys at, at tight end. So they'll run jumbo at the goal line, but they're not going to run it in between the twenties, this team has an X receiver, a Z receiver that are both full time. Last year, they started with digs at X, of course, and their Z was Emmanuel Sanders and Sanders didn't get it done. They promoted Gabe Davis to Z receiver. And that's when we saw him take off his snap share went over 90%. And you saw, you saw Gabe Davis start to come into his own there. That's why everybody's excited about Gabe Davis. What okay. they did with the slot when Beasley wasn't running well or he was in COVID protocol or whatever it was with Beasley is they ran him and McKenzie and they would even put Singletary in the slot, even though he's an awful wide, awful receiver. So you have a slot by committee in their system. And guess what? Even James Cook, the rookie running back out of Georgia, is a better slot wide receiver. He plays, a, yeah, he factors into that as well, dude. Totally, He's definitely 100%. going to factor into that rotation. So, yes, Isaiah McKenzie is a slot receiver for the Buffalo Bills, but he's one of four guys, four slot receivers. And if you want a piece of that really awesome offense, you're going to have to take a choice, a Sophie's choice of which slot receiver is going to put up the most good weeks and which slot receiver basically is going to rot on your bench and go off a couple times. Well, let, let me just end this. Cause we do keep going. Cause we're like, you know, into the third hour, but yeah, we're getting, uh, we're getting long. I, yeah. I, 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 my wife is already cold. Uh, I'll just say this. Isaiah McKenzie has been propped up by Dave Richards. And then I looked at Salvetri uh, on Twitter just to see if he had anything to say. And, and he said to grab him 
and to grab him strong. He's now available in 50% of the leagues. Get him immediately. And uh, this was four days ago. So I, 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 I'm kind of in the Salvatore camp. He, he said the exact same things I did on here. Maybe I read it on his tweet. I don't know. I, I kind of been thinking these things for a while. Who knows where the metaverse starts and ends. But uh, let's just get to another wide receiver. And this is your boy, Mike. So let you talk him up real quick. And I also have to point out, at his wide receiverage because it's 69. I'm so, I'm I'm glad Bo is here too because I know Bo hates this guy. And he wants this to kill is you. this is Cash Collins's. If I haven't got one of these other every, dart throws, every I, I every think draft. I have him in every league. And you want to know why? Because he's going undrafted. This, this, this guy is your final. <laughs> this is your final pick of the draft. Sometimes guys don't need to be drafted, Mike. Sometimes guys just don't need to be drafted. Listen, I'm glad you're here so I don't have to talk S about you behind your back, bro, because I know (laughs) you hate Marvin Jones, and I don't get why. I mean, he's old, but he could perennially is a – so let me tell you you where – This is not bad. Let me tell you why – this is my argument for Marvin Jones, and it's it's totally – fantasy strategy perspective okay you you have a build okay and you, you you've gotten studs you know maybe you have Kyle Pitts on your team right you've you've had to reach at times to get different players you're short you're short that last flex position right Marvin Jones to me is someone that week to week he might he might be that guy that gets you 10 points it's not sexy it's not, it's not, he's not gonna, you know, he, he, the, the, the ceiling and the floor is this far apart, but 10 points, it, you need those 10 points. Like you don't want to have to put in a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, you know, where you, you might get two points. You might get donuts from that dude. You don't know. Marvin yeah. Jones is going to have a role on this offense. Dude, Trevor so Lawrence takes another step up. We joned on one of our league mates uh, drafting Trevor Lawrence in the later rounds. I was I was joning less. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to step up this year, and I think Marvin Jones is going to be a big part of that. I think he's going to. I think he's. I think he's looking his way. I I, I think he's gonna he's gonna eat. So that's where I'm at. He is my 14th round dude. Get, I'm getting him in every draft. Bo, can you talk some shit real quick before we have to go to the next? Uh, we're gonna, I think we're moving to tight ends. Yeah. So, oh, so tight. So um, tight, tight. Yeah. The reason why I don't usually have any Marvin Jones from year to year is because by that time I'm drafting all running backs. I'm drafting all flex running backs, all PPR backups, handcuffs. I'm hoarding all of those guys. Yeah, I'm hoarding all those guys instead Algiers, of years. We talked about them earlier. I've already, I've already loaded up on. Yeah. I've already loaded up on my receivers that I'm willing to start at any point in the season before, long before I get to Marvin Jones territory. And so, no, I don't need Marvin Jones on my team. I never need Marvin Jones on my team. And if I wanted ten point guys, I would, I would have to be in like a, a thirteen starter league to where it's like, oh, I'm just scraping the bottom of the barrel for any old person who gets on the field. And if you're going to buy into an offense that's muddy in the receiving core, I would probably wouldn't start anywhere near the Jags. Even though, even though I do agree with you that Trevor Lawrence takes a step forward, I don't think in any slight, slight way that Marvin Jones is going to be anywhere near the big part that you hope he is with all the other guys in that receiving court that 
actually have upside in un, unlike Marvin Jones. I, I mean, mean trading last season four TDs. Nice. Last season four TDs. The, la- the two seasons before nine TDs. All all, you got, all your you missing got the wrong Jones TDs. though. You got the wrong Jones. If you're gonna go late receivers for the Jags, get Zay Jones. I actually have him. I did that a few times. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. Collins, Collins, what if Zay Jones Same. outperforms uh, Marvin Jones this year? You want to make it a thousand dollar bet? Thousand dollar bet. That's that a, yeah, <laughs> give it to me now. This is so much fun. I love this. Well, by the way, me and Mike were talking, and we do we love you so much. We were like, we need to figure out a way, like monthly, just to have you. The Fantasy Millionaires started as an end of, as just two guys talking, which is how we you know we always thought it would be. This is the sixty sixth episode. I think we're trying to get Uh-oh. Denny, Denny from the 69. Yeah, I'm not part of that Denny. either. That, yeah, yeah, you got to come on 69, Yeah, you got to sneak on 69 with Denny. We'll get Denny to do 69. We'll get Cakes to do 68, you know. Uh, so we're, we're, And we wonder why get, his wife left him. Oh, man, his wife <laughs> left him years ago. Uh, we, I don't know if you are watching the show before. We we, uh, we started. I did a pre-tweet, you know, like when you, you know, you try not to tweet, but you tweet. Uh, and then uh, so it was uh, Jeff. Uh, our guy uh, Greenwood, and uh, he said, uh, "When your wife leaves you, but you draft a really good fantasy draft." <laughs> so I, I put that in the, in the show earlier. And uh, shout out to Danny; his wife left him twice. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, I forgot one guy. I forgot one guy. Yeah, he. I misranked him. Uh, Josh, love him. Move on. Palmer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot him. Bo, you take it from here, man. I, if I forgot him, I should have. You know, not punishment drinks. So even before Justin Herbert went on the Yahoo Fantasy show and said that Josh Palmer is going to get a lot of targets because he's good. Shout out Matt Harmon. Uh, Yeah, shout out Matt Harmon, friend of the show. Uh, But Josh Palmer is going to get lots of targets. I was calling for that last year, and he when he already smoked Jalen Guyton out of there. Uh, We we knew that was going to happen when he was a rookie. And now going into this season, we're talking about another step up for uh, what I think is the best quarterback in the NFL, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Uh, an offense that is going to sling the rock down the field. Here's mm-hmm. another factor that helps out that a lot of people, I brought this up in my hot takes article for fantasy pros, but the chargers offense could have been even better last year. If not for having a third worst run defense and a dead last defense on third downs. Cowboys so they couldn't even get, they couldn't even get off the field to put Herbert back on the field last year. They go out and get Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, two guys we know are pretty damn good at forcing turnovers. Uh, I think that this Chargers offense is going to have even more possession time this year because they're they have a better uh, number two running back now, and they have a better defense for getting off the field. Uh, I think this this uh, this Chargers offense might be just absolutely scary. And Josh Palmer as the wide receiver three on this team is really sexy. So, Bo, can I ask you a question real quick, just personal, between me, you, and Mike, and the audience, uh, and the millions of people listening at home, and actually the 3,500 uh, people who've downloaded our podcast, right, and the millions on YouTube. Uh are you off every Monday or is it just a holiday? Uh, I, I'm getting paid to uh, not be here at, at work. So, yes, it's a paid holiday. It's paid holiday. So you work reg- regularly. You do work on Mondays. Yes. Okay. So we, we are going to normally uh, have our podcast at, at the 6 o'clock time, right? But for you, we could make adjustments maybe if, if your kids go to bed, Mike, you know, and, and later right, times. Right. Uh, for, for Bo, we, we, we definitely want to have you on. We're not kicking you to the curb at all, but we, we just let you know, uh, heart to heart, uh, we, we have it, 
appreciated what you bring in your takes and how uh, your takes, the, the spiciness of them does draw out the, the spices in other people's takes. Right. And like so, how wrong he is about Marvin Jones. Right. 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 And I love like being behind the scenes and hearing both sides of these debates. And, and uh, it's so great. And I love it. And so Marvin um, Jones truthers think that mayonnaise is spicy. Oh no. Mike, Mike loves mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> I love mayonnaise it, too, but. It's spicy if you make it spicy. If you put both yeah. hot sauce in it, you know, blow a hot pot. Oh, that's some good mayo. That's the yeah, for that's sure. The, uh, Trevor Lawrence makes it spicy. I, I love Josh Palmer, by the way, because of of your boys, Justin Herberts. I mean, I want all the Herberts in my, you know. Anyway, all right, let's talk uh, tight end. We got two left to talk. We're going to talk Logan Thomas and Robert Tunyon. Uh, right off the break, who would you rather have in the late round scenarios? You've shitted away, or you want to back up tight end because you're a psycho. I, I did pick Robert Tunyon because I think there's not a huge presence in the red zone. Uh, you think Josh Tom Segura is the guy, Bo? Tell me who you think is the red zone tight end there in that red offense. AJ Dillon. <laughs> no thanks. Nice. I don't I'll, have I'll, him. I'll pass. I'll pass. Yeah, there's no, there's no way in hell I'm taking either one of those guys. So you're moving on. Um. Yeah. I so. But, I'm down. I'm down with both of these guys, uh, and here's why: uh, If you're in a league where the, you have an IR, you can draft this guy. Here, I, I'm. I, and, and neither one of them, by the way, because they're both hurt. Yes, right. Neither one's going to be available bash for week one. Bash. That's you can you can league. draft them at 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 your 14th pick. And here's the thing: I, you said something me, I that I do not agree with, Scott Sexsimpson. I or you. I do oh, not no. think. Oh, goddamn! Dare you? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I do not think it is a bad idea to draft two tight ends when you have been waiting on tight ends. No, 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 is, no, no. Oh, oh, no. If you there's on tight only ends, better, three. Better, there's three guys. Yeah. There's three guys that you 100%. you you reach for, right? If you, you do that, not that, pick that you, one of the, if you pick the top three, you do not pick another tight end. You don't need another one. But if you but don't that, get one, you have to get two. You have to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I'm, saying, I'm argument, saying like though, the I, argument I, though is that if you're drafting either stream, one of these guys, you're that's the reason you don't draft two tight ends. Because if you're drafting either one of these guys, when I could name seven bottom rung tight ends that I'd rather have over both of these guys, that's another me, reason why two. you can stream you can Joel stream Everett. whoever you want off the okay. waiver wire well, and well, not well, need to waste the roster spot they're, on a draft. They're pick. in the IR bow, they're injured. And, exactly. And, okay. and they come back and they're still gonna suck. So well, what what are we doing? Here? Logan Thomas does not suck. Logan Thomas for the commanders. is spicing it up. The playing with the commanders uh, with with the best yeah. quarterback he's ever played with uh and uh, yeah compared to heineke that's with a stretch Bi with bible <laughs> studies with right with, with yeah give me i'm just gonna list them off without giving you any context brevin jordan i'd rather have him trey mcbride with oh, with yeah. Ertz banged up still daniel bellinger the giants is a starter and he's got there's no competition for targets in that offense and Jelani Woods, the sleeper tight end for the Colts, their 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 Colts tight ends are pretty bad around him. You got Mo Ali Cox and and uh, whatever his name is that didn't do anything last year. Uh, Crazy. These, if I'm taking a late round, even if it's a tight end two on the bottom of a deep bench, or if it's my tight end one and two, I'm not taking either one of these guys because I'm not waiting around for them. And plus, I'm always always reaching for one of those top three tight ends at all costs. 
Yeah, you know I think I your your take is hot trash. I completely disagree <laughs> with it. Uh, I don't want any of those guys you just named. I don't even know who they are. I don't want any one of those guys. They're all potential DFS if I've hey, built like a, I'm old a, enough to remember when Logan up. Thomas was the quarterback for Virginia Tech. So that's all I remember there. Uh, have Robert Tunyon is one year removed. He missed last year from an 11 touchdown season. Okay. And so, he didn't do anything else. And that's why we, we knew it wasn't. But there's stable. no Devonte Adams on that team. There's, there's like no tight end that's healthy on that team. He will be. There's will. There, there's no setbacks so far. You no setbacks. Listen, so as somebody who drafted Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon on my home league team, I hope, and Robert Tunyon, I hope, one of them is is going to get all the touchdowns. So these are these are IR stashes. So you can yeah. immediately get on your waiver wire and get another sexy guy like Marvin Jones. Boom. Well, <laughs> I, I I love all the dialogue here. What I have to do is, unfortunately, I have to I have to shut this down, and then it's, it is shutting down. And then here we go. This is Bo. I shared this earlier. This is <laughs> yeah, this is the I, tweet. Yeah, I when your wife left you. Yeah, it's, it's one of the best. But the, through the power of the internet, what I love is now that I'm over here, uh, I can push some buttons on, on my stream deck. And uh, we're going to go to three treats with Mike. So, Mike, do you want me to go first? You go first. You won last week. You have the, the power to pick as the reigning champion. All right, you, I'll, I'll go first then. Reigning champ goes first. Reigning champ picks to go first. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It launched on one uh that guy yeah start with that make sure you get it at the very beginning i'm gonna pause it go back yeah. i was thinking about saving this for halloween but i remember yeah, this, you know what? So good. this is a okay. good one i've not seen it so i'm excited so here we go my name is michael audrey myers and uh i'm one of the greatest ever every morning i wake up two raw eggs in the gym two three hours sauna cardio uh training weightlifting you know i do it all I cut off all distractions. Look, 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 look right here. Sent to me about four or five minutes ago before the interview. Look, 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 look at it right here. Look. Coraline. I ain't coming to Miami. I'm working. I'm working. Asking, you know, how do you get there? When they uh when they see you, they're running, they're running down the stairs. They run across the parking garage. They're in the car. They think they're safe. You're already there. <laughs> Nobody working like me. Nobody. <laughs> Pennywise talk about, oh, I, I'm big time. You living in the sewer. My kind of work, you're not moving like me. You know what I'm saying? You heard the four greats. Michael you're not Jordan, moving like Michael me. Michael Jackson, Michael Phelps, Michael Myers. Like, That's me. I'm one of the big dogs. And, you know, this rap the kid up. I got, I got places to be. You know what I'm saying? I got to go murder some of You're not moving like me. Oh, uh, yeah. That was my favorite line. That was good. Yeah, you're not moving like me. Michael. Yeah. Audrey Myers. No, that was good. That was good. That was good. I mean, my mine is, is is okay. It's not. And maybe it's not as good, but uh, I like it. So, oh, fights. Yes. So, right. We. Oh yeah. A, a long history. So I just before we even uh, start, let me go back a little bit because it, it did lurch. But uh, so uh, I'm gonna get it big, and then what I want to hear from you guys is. Who, who do you have your money on if this fight goes down? It's a 10-second clip. Uh, so, Mike, who are you betting on? You I mean, come on. It. It's obvious. I mean, big black dude. 
Big black dude. Bo, how about you? I just watched the Hasbola video where he uh, cold cocked Shaq in the chin. And so I I think the skinny kid's gonna scare the scare the big guy off. Okay. It, it, it's 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 gonna be fun. I'm ready for it. It's 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 a good one. Here you go. <laughs> 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 that is oh. awesome. <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, yes. you can see. Oh, you won, bro. You win. I, I yield. You, 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 you crushed it. This is awesome. I haven't seen it. How else is the little guy going to compete there? That's so he bomb. takes his clothes off and then he gets naked and runs at the guy. He does a jump oh, kick. So, <laughs> hey man, I've, so, I've seen a lot of fights and the little guy sometimes got a lot of a lot of advantage in speed and uh, in this case aerodynamics. <laughs> Skinny guys fight to the death too. Yep. <laughs> He's out of there. He's like, nope, nope, nope. The big nope. The, the cone. <laughs> It's so funny. Okay, I didn't think note. I was gonna win, but now that I have, I, I will give. I'll give this, Mike. You'll appreciate this as my best man. Uh, you know, I love you, but it says he sees his best friend as bride. So he's out at the lawn. He's about to get married. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is um, his big day, and they're like, yeah. "Don't turn around. Don't look. You know, don't okay. don't see what comes next." And so he doesn't. And uh, here's what happens. Am I supposed to turn around? Am I supposed to turn around yet? Yeah. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be Scott and Bo if they got married one of them today. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. He dies. <laughs> I can't even look at you. <laughs> That's awesome. You can't even breathe. I'm going to cry. Oh, I didn't think I could cry. I'm going to cry. Look at him. Oh. He's got like t shirts in there. <laughs> he he runs away at the Am end. I supposed to turn around now? <laughs> yeah. He was waiting so long. I know. He didn't know. So uh well, Paul, I'm so glad that you know all these people died to the labor movement so we can all be off today. So you can come on our show. So, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace for real. But uh honestly, if you have a day off. And you can enjoy it with your friends online or in real life. Please enjoy it responsibly, safe, uh, and don't drink and drive. Have uh, a McLob Ultra. Stay yeah, at home. It was it was either this or lawns or do the yard work. So I mean, you know what? it was it was a toss up. Good choice. As soon people. as I'm done this, I have to do three hours. Barely a toss up. So yeah, yeah. Well, both. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate that. Uh, we'll, we'll let uh, everyone tell you where, where they can find you at if they don't know. Uh, right here, Bo underscore McBigTime on Twitter. Uh, if you really are interested in all the things I'm doing, there's a link to my link tree on that bio. Uh, just check it out. I do write for Fantasy Pros, Team Riser Falls, Sports Gambling Podcast Network, and I podcast for 
in between media as well as nibble with numbers and i own big time flavor co which is a big time flavor.co and you can get the the big time bundle which includes the world's most deliciously intense condiment big uh, that's hot box gourmet hot sauce there it is yeah this is his uh link tree and then i'm so glad you guys can't see because behind my eyes i'm crying from those videos uh so funny <laughs> so good uh, uh, you know, he, Bo, let me tell you what I was thinking. I had a vision last night, right like the second before I fell asleep. I was thinking about what if, maybe not this year because it's kind of close before the season starts, but what if next year you had a league for each of your hot, your sauces or your, your spices, whatever it is, right? And yeah. uh, the winner would get like a, a year's worth of, of that product. That's and a lot. So, sounds like work. Sounds like work. Yeah. <laughs> it is work. No, no. I mean, you could, but you could send it out like monthly or like you know. But, oh, yeah, that's true. Like yeah, the, not, like the, yeah. Not, you don't give jelly the of the month. Jelly of the month club. You well, see, but, Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Right, but the league generates interest in it, and that maybe other people in the league who you know are in it buy. But anyway, uh, you should go here, guys, because you can get lots of different delicious Yummy. spices and sauces yeah my favorite is the hot box brand hot box sauce the original and it's right there hot, hot box back. Bomb. he made this in a league that we're in uh and it was the, the beginning of our friendship so i love i love this spice and then he's also got a bunch of different uh barbecue rubs the the barbecue set uh, bar the, the smokes shack barbecue rub is one of my favorites it's it's taco season it goes in all my tacos i love it too and then the shelby street heat nashville hot blend uh we had a guy uh, yeah that's one of the best because uh you know we we talked last week with with field yates and he was all over it you know he he, he loved this so uh get yourself this as well and then get some amigo all the other people who don't like spice this is nice so get yourself some of that uh mr michael collins where can people find you sir they can find me at the Ralph Macho on the Twitter machine. Also, the Fantasy Millionaires on the Twitter machine, and uh, on the Fantasy Millionaires wherever uh, you listen to your podcast. Yeah, my guy's bio says this: "I'm the most macho dude you're ever going to meet on the streets. I love gats, baseball bats, and fat stats of fat stacks of cash, and look like Eddie Vedder." Uh, Bo, you've met him. True. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the part, but he looks like Eddie better. He does. Yeah. He's better looking than Eddie better. Yeah. I don't know. Who done. I mean, Although, I mean, yeah. he Pro he did. Know, for us, so. One of the one of the analysts out there definitely outdid him in the macho department, and we turned him into a verb. Oh, right. a Ratcliffe, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Listen, I, I shaped up today. I got all good looking. I like trimmed it all up. I was like, dude, I rack with the fuck out of myself today, man. Like. I got all Ratcliffed up. I like at the edge. You know, one of these days, one of oh these Jeff, days, Jeff Ratcliffe is going to see this and he's going to he's going to laugh because I'm, I've been I mean, listening that's, to him. That's the most macho guy that you're going to meet on the streets is Jeff yeah. Ratcliffe, most yeah, flamboyantly macho guy. <laughs> I was like, you know how I was intimidated to meet a few people in Canton, but that never, never more intimidated than Dude, that one. I went up to to Jeff Ratcliffe. Okay, here's the thing. When my, my daughter, London, doing great. God bless her soul. We're out of the, the cancer situation. She is 100% better than you, me, and Bo, all of us. Like, she's in better health, right? That's why at the expo, we were just free-flying, getting COVID, whatever. Uh, I went to Jeff Ratcliffe. He was, he was somebody who had, at times, retweeted. Maybe he had donated, whatever it was. He, he hadn't done a bunch. I just said, hey, 
I, Jeff Rockliff, I, I said, I know, nice to meet you. I'm Scott. He doesn't know who I am. I said, my daughter uh, was sick previously. I said, you had uh, retweeted or whatever. I said, thank you for caring for her. He's like, I did. I did that. I don't remember where I did that. <laughs> did I do that? I did that. I did that. I did that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I think maybe like he stumbled over to Mike and that's when he met Mike. So it was, Jesus. it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting meeting, meeting Jeff. I, I of course I did that. I'm a great person. I don't know what happened after I never saw him again. So, you know, uh, but with all of that being said, uh, I thought about him and I wanted to mention the show. So I love that Bo brought him up because uh, that's hilarious. And, uh, uh, you know, Mike, any last words before we have to get out of here? Uh, war and fantasy football and peace and love everywhere else. Everywhere else. <laughs>